0: What's up internet? This is the Uncomfortable Is Okay Podcast. I'm your host Chris Desmond and this is a show where we make it easier for you to get out of your comfort zone. A couple of weeks back I went to watch Gary V speak up in Auckland and Gary was good. I really enjoyed it. But actually I met a lot of cool people there as well. One of the dudes that I met there was Tian Tan. We hit it off almost instantly, had a really good chat about a whole lot of deep, weird stuff just in the foyer, and I thought, ah, oh, this guy's would be cool to get on the podcast. So Tien is an actor, he's on a journey to win Oscars, to spread love and diversity, he dabbles in comedy, martial art, tricking, super hippie, spiritual vegan stuff, and cryptocurrency. And he is hoping to take us all on a journey. I really enjoyed my conversation with Tien. There is a little bit of explicit language in it if you are listening with kids in the car and you don't want them to be listening in on that. Just maybe pop your headphones in. Today we talk about what it means to be an actor and an entertainer, why he wants to do that, and why when he was younger and he felt he wanted to do that, he felt obliged to fit into society. We talk about some bad roles that he's been in. We talk about the premise of acting, of being yourself in a pretend scenario and how that's carried back over into life for him. We chat about working through hard situations, figuring out what it is that you want and navigating life and how to how to find out how to do that. We talk about how society can close you up and actually how having a creative outlet can lets you understand more about yourself and learn more about yourself. So today's episode is brought to you by the Uncomfortable Community. The Uncomfortable Community is basically it's like a gym but it's for your comfort zone. We are an online community where we run through some training around how to get better at getting out of your comfort zone. It's not like one of those big globo gyms, it's more of a kind of a bespoke niche gym. So the people that are at your comfort zone gym also your mates, so they'll pick you up when you get stuck, they'll push you harder when you need to to be pushed harder, they'll crack a few bad jokes when you need a few bad jokes happening as well, so that is launching this week, the website may or may not be up when you listen to this, if it is up, cool, you can sign up, head to theuncomfortablecommunity.com, if it is not up, and you want in, flick me a message on the socials, uncomfortable is okay, or pop me an email, uncomfortable is okay at gmail.com. It won't be very far away, so let me know and I'll make sure that you are in the loop when it comes out. Enough of the preamble. Enjoy getting uncomfortable with Tian and I today. Tian Tan, welcome to the Uncomfortable is OK podcast, buddy. How are you today?
1: Oh, thank you. I'm I'm good today. I'm I'm getting there.
0: Excellent, man. That's good. That's good. I've been watching a little bit of your process of getting there over the weekend, and and that's something that we'll talk about later on. I like to usually start off just with a little bit of background about yourself. So, where are you from, mate? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? And do you yeah. remember any like formative experiences from your childhood that have set you on this path that you're on today?
1: I was born in China, so I'm Chinese. And we immigrated to New Zealand when I was seven. So a lot of Chinese people, they come to New Zealand because China's really crazy. And they want the kids to grow up in a better environment and stuff. So we came here for that reason. And yeah, I mean, when I first got here, it was a huge shock. You know, in China, everything is like, there's so many people, there's buildings everywhere. Like, it's super fast, everything's super hectic. And you come here, and the first day I walk into school, it's like all these kids running barefoot on the fucking pavement i'm like holy shit like what's with these like barbarians you know like <laughs> what is happening you know in this like country um that was something i had to adapt to kind of the speed of things like going from crazy to just chill and like down to earth how long um, did it take to build up the calluses on the bottom of your foot so that you can uh, run barefoot my, on the my pavement my feet are so pretty weak but i do enjoy <laughs> the, the barefoot walk um, once in a while oh, nice nice i guess the path i'm on right now i think we should define that first is mm. Yeah, I want to be an actor or entertainer or someone out there kind of having a presence and kind of connecting with people. And I, I guess I've always wanted to try be an actor ever since I was a kid because, well, I don't know. I just watched like a lot of Friends, you know, that sitcom and a lot of like American like movies and TV shows ever since I was younger. And I don't know, I, you know, I, I look at that and I'm like, well, if I could wake up every day and just do that, that seems like super fun. And that, that kind of inspired it, but I never really pursued it until maybe um, four years ago because I thought, like, I couldn't do it, you know, I wasn't talented enough, I wasn't like good looking enough, like, my, my parents had no idea about acting, you know, they were like teachers or engineers and stuff, so they were completely off that path, and I just hold, had all these doubts, but four years ago, I met this other Asian guy, um, oh, and the other thing was like, being Asian, I thought you couldn't do it, because back then, there wasn't really that many... Asian actors in Hollywood or whatever that I could really look up to and be like oh wow what a cool guy I want to be like him no everyone else was not Asian unless you're Jackie Chan yeah but you know and he's a very special you know like Mm. he's not like someone like me kind of immigrated to a western country he's like a Chinese dude that broke through you know China into the western market so like that's not something I could emulate but then four years ago I, I met this other dude a uh, Asian actor and he was kind of doing the thing I wanted to do and you know he, like he wasn't super big at the time or anything but you know he put in the effort he went to classes he got a little role you know he got a little role in a series a little role in a movie and yeah and I was like wow you know like he's in New Zealand an Asian guy kind of like me and he's done something you know a, a, something enough to, to show me that this can be done I mean, ever since then I'm like holy fuck you know if he can't do it then for sure I can do it yeah, so ever since then, I've been trying to, just trying to get into acting and just really pursue the art of acting.
0: What were you doing at the time that you met this
1: guy? Oh, at uni. So, I met this guy at uni. He was at uni as well. What were you studying? Oh, I studied uh, psychology and marketing. Okay.
0: Probably quite good sort of topics for an actor, actually, to know a bit about.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I think I've always been interested in those kind of things. So, I think naturally, you know, if I was ever like a business guy, that would be kind of what I would, what I would be doing. But I think at the end of the day, my artist in me was just screaming to, to be heard and to be expressed. So, yeah, I guess I just try to do more of the acting stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, acting is obviously quite a creative outlet for you. How did you kind of express your creativity? Or did you just kind of keep it locked inside?
1: I, I play a lot of sports. I play video games and stuff like that. I baked bread for a summer. That was great. <laughs> but actually, prior to starting acting four years ago, in high school, I started doing YouTube videos and that was like one of my earliest, I guess, kind of like pro- products of me creating something, you know. And because at the time I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing as an actor. I might as well just make YouTube videos and at least it's kind of like doing acting in front of a camera. And it's kind of fun. You can invite your friends over and just shoot around and dick around all day. And that was something really cool, which eventually kind of led to its own thing, which I'm doing now. But yeah, I started all that because I, it was just to um, practice being an actor.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't even start because it's yeah. quite uncomfortable for them, and everything seems so far off in the distance. You're like, oh if I want to be an actor, then I've got to go and get an acting job, and then I yeah. need to go and do all this stuff. Rather than, hey, I can like the world that we live in at the moment is is phenomenal to be able to sit down and say, hey, I want to do acting, but yeah. I've got a smartphone. I can film myself doing this and I can put this out on the internet and I can then watch it and get feedback on my, on how I'm doing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: I, and yeah, and being an actor, I, you know, I had no fucking idea. So like, I, I didn't know what I was doing at that time, but I thought, you know, at least I could make a YouTube video or two and that's better than nothing.
0: Yeah. And like for for the people that myself included probably who don't really understand the process of getting into acting like once you decide to to be an actor you don't just start going and handing out your cv to everybody like what's the process from there
1: well yeah so i had no idea as well and and i thought when i was you know younger i was like oh i i know i can act i know i'm a good actor and i had this kind of arrogant attitude where you know i feel like oh i'll just the first role i'll get i'll just be in hollywood and i'll be like a superstar by next year, kind of thing. But really, you gotta start a lot more humbler than that. So if you want to be an actor, I think the first thing you need to do is to do acting classes. Uh, you know, or even go to an acting school, which is something I thought at the time was like, I was like, oh, you know, if you want to be an actor, you, you just need you just need talent and kind of just like show it and stuff, and it's all good. You don't really need a school. But now I realize if you really do go to an acting school, it does help, and it really kind of puts you in that environment of other actors and other filmmakers, which ultimately forms your network in this game of acting, which is which becomes really important down the line. So I started doing acting classes, which was really helpful. Like learning how to act and meeting other actors and just kinda of getting into that wavelength of an actor. Because prior to that I felt like it was just this dude like outside of the bubble acting of acting, trying to look at the bubble without actually participating. So Classes, I think, first and foremost, like without doing anything, is really good. The second thing I would say is to just get any type of acting gig you can. And student films are great because, you know, they don't expect you to be an Oscar winning actor, they just want some dude for their film project so they can show it off to their professors and get a grade or whatever so yeah there's this website i use called star now and you can just go on it's kind of like a trade me before like performance so you can go on and you can see all these different listings and you just look at different films and be like oh i want to do this i want to do that and yeah i I applied for a few got a bit of experience and eventually you kind of build up enough content for you to make a show reel you know whether it's like my own youtube videos or it's shooting films i've done but just like enough to showcase kind of your personality on camera and then when you've got a showreel you can build a kind of like a actor cv and then with that you also want to get headshots as an actor and then once once you have all three headshots a cv and a showreel you can start pitching yourself to different agencies because once an agency takes you when that's when you can actually start getting more like proper auditions because like if you want to audition for a big movie like you can't just like rock up to the casting office and be like hey bro what's up can you take me i look good you know like there's this whole kind of bureaucracy within it you know where um you need to go through an agency so they know you're not some random like delusional stranger on the road trying to be an actor but prior to getting because i i jumped through a few agencies because in the beginning i was with like an extras agency and then it was like a featured extra agency then it was like a better agency then it's like so it's like you kind of just go through this process of like Bottom level, ground level work, you know, shoot and film, extra work, like whatever you can, just to get experience in the film industry. And then once you get more, you can do more stuff. And once you get better as an actor from classes, you can do more stuff. And you just kind of build yourself up until you get to a point where you can get into a pretty good agency that can give you like real auditions for real shows and movies. And then hopefully by that time, your acting is good enough to land you, you know, a few roles here and there for you to make a name for yourself and you know, and also to make a living and from then onwards, you can just keep going, so,
0: in anything yeah. particular, or just saying yes mm. to things at the moment,
1: uh, most things, yeah, uh, unless the role is something I really don't want, then I don't want, like, there was this one role, and it was, like, some Chinese guy back at the, the time when New Zealand, uh, people were farming for gold, and I was meant to play some, like, really fobby Cantonese guy, and, like, the lines were really, like, oh, go there, like, you know, I was, like, couldn't speak English and stuff, it's, like, you know, I don't really want to play that, so, those kind of roles I don't really want, but, like, I mean, at the moment, I'm pretty open to a lot of roles that's, like, reasonably within my own character. What's the worst role that you've ever done? Or one that you've liked the least? I can't think of it, actually. I think I've enjoyed all my roles, or, like, I never hated any roles that I've... No, actually, there was this one short film that I really hated doing because it was just me, and there was no dialogue, and there was, like, a kind of, like, a horror kind of thing, so... It was very high intensity, high life. <gasps> you know, and, and it was just like a whole night of that. And like the director was not very good at connecting with actors. So it just felt like I was there the whole time by myself alone as an actor. I didn't really know anyone else there. And just that whole experience was just exhausting. And that, I guess, was quite a quite a bad role.
0: And did you watch it afterwards? Like Oh, I did. did. I mean, yeah. they
1: did a good Like they edited very well. The video was high quality and, and everything. I mean, it was great, but just the whole process of it was kind of grueling, and I was like, oh, I don't want to, as an actor, like, I, I love doing acting where I have a partner, and then we have a dialogue where we really start to connect with one another, and you find the truth in that scene, and once you drop into that moment, and you truthfully connecting with one another, it just feels amazing and that's what i love about acting the most it's that connection that you can get with another person like you're so dropped in you're not trying to like overact or like trying to say a line a certain way but you're literally there in the moment trying to connect with another person and when the other person is equally open and available to you and you start connecting it's like it's like having sex and it just feels amazing do you ever get that
0: not from acting like when you're other than having sex <laughs> when you're just interacting with a person just say, in the living room or on the street, do you get that same intensity?
1: Not as intense as acting, I feel like. Like, I, you do get a really good connection with people and it's really cool, but I just feel like, like, I think it's just like a level, it's like it's like heightened reality. So to connect on a heightened reality, which is more difficult, I feel like the connection just feels so much more realer than real life, I would say.
0: Yeah, okay, that's interesting. When you're doing that, do you feel like you're connecting from yourself or do you feel like you're connecting from the character that you're playing?
1: Well, well the thing is, was, was this is something I realized, like a lot of people think acting is like you trying to pretend to be a different person, but really it's you being yourself in a pretend scenario. And what I did in the beginning a lot and my acting teacher critiqued on was that there was always a disconnect between me and my character. It's like, I'm trying to put on this show of this of this character that I think... Makes sense fits in with the role and and the environment but every time I did that he was like well yeah I can see you saying these lines and putting this energy out but it doesn't feel like it's you you know it's like a mask so you know and, and from that experience I realized like good acting it really is just you being there in an imaginary scenario and then it's it's really not like your character it's really more just like you
0: yeah yeah interesting and with like putting yourself into those scenarios in an acting role i'm Mm. just curious mate have you found that has any crossover for kind of dealing with experiences in your day-to-day life like you've had this intense scene where you're you're acting something out and then like a week or so later you have this tough situation that you need to deal with like have you ever drawn on the what you've done acting to help you out uh,
1: not as much in that sense but if I do do a good scene well let's say in class or something and I connect really well then I find I just feel really good and I feel really confident so after class I feel like I can connect with people a lot better and because as an actor like the more reserved you are the less the other person can connect with you so in acting they're really trying to strip away all your barriers and stuff like that so you're really vulnerable and you're really connected so if I do that in class really well then I feel like you know maybe to the day after I just feel extra open and available until society kind of like makes me shut down again a little bit. So, yeah, in that sense, it has helped me just to be more open, I guess. Are you typically
0: quite an open guy?
1: Yeah, I would say I am. But I do notice that over time, because sometimes I'm afraid to say something because I'm afraid to offend the other person or, you know, I bite my tongue. And over time, little things like that, I feel like I kind of diminish my own energy a little bit. Whereas if I do something like acting, or any sort of expression that I feel really is aligned with me, then I feel like I can open up again. So it's kind of like doing acting, I'm good, then I kind of society puts me back, and then acting, I'm good, society puts me back. So, in a way, I feel like doing acting and making videos even is really good therapy for me to just express what I need to express that's not kind of allowed to be expressed in real life.
0: There's a couple of ways that I want to go with that one, just trying to figure out which one first. What have you learned about yourself through doing that? Like, what have you found out about yourself?
1: Well, I think prior to acting, it was more through my, my making my videos and my comedy videos that I really kind of broke through as myself. And I mean, the main lesson, I guess, of that is like when you start doing like comedy videos or YouTube, whatever, like a lot of people, when they start, they try to be, you know, extra entertaining or they try to put on this show for people because they think their regular self isn't funny or entertaining enough. So they try to be like extra enthusiastic and extroverted on camera and they kind of It's kind of cringy. And I I, I would cringe at myself when I see, I look back at my older videos because I realized I was doing that. And it's also very exhausting putting on a mask every single time. So after a certain point, I got really frustrated with doing that. And I just decided to like, and I think it was more out of frustration. It was just kind of like, oh, fuck it. And I just like stopped trying to be all PC and shit. And I just like swore and like, and said fucks and shits and just like blah 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 blah, I just kind of released everything that I really wanted to say. You know, e- even if I was like mumbling, I wasn't speaking perfectly, I just wanted to get everything out. And when I did, I was like, holy shit, you know, like, this is who I really am. Like, I'm not this like PC guy trying to like put on this image of like everything is all good. But really like, I'm a guy that sometimes needs to swear and he he goes through shit in life, but he's not perfect, but he's here being vulnerable and expressing and being open about it and you know working through it and when I realized that's who I am it's kind of like well holy fuck you know this is something I can work with rather than me trying to put on this mask and like fronting myself to people to make them like me like when I expose myself vulnerably like on social media not only did people like me more like I like me more and it, it did better the videos itself because people could see a real person and that just gave me so much confidence to be myself in real life because to that, I thought, oh, if I'm like this in real life, it's probably not good. Well, okay, probably it isn't too good if I swear too much in real life. But I think I dialed it down too much to the point where I was shutting myself down too much and expressing myself through video and and gaining almost a validation from people saying, hey, this is actually really funny. And I really love how you know honest and raw you are. I'm like, holy crap, not only can I be myself, it's actually better to be myself and people will like me more. So it's like the paradoxical thing to do to what i thought before was actually the thing that was getting me what i wanted
0: yeah i i love Mm. how you've how you put that mate and i think we're all unique and we all bring something Mm. different to the table when we're with whatever we're doing as you say like our perception of society Mm. kind of keeps closing us in because we're wanting to fit in with everyone else and we kind of see all these people that we perceive as as successful and say yeah that's kind of that's the epitome of what I want to do. So to yeah. do that, I need to be like them. But also in being like them, I I want everybody to like me, everyone yeah. in the entire world to like me. And that's mm-hmm. that's why I think like, and this is a process that I've gone through with this podcast as well, is that you do, yeah. you, you rein it in and you dial it back because yeah. part of it is you're scared of putting out everything self. that you've got there. And yeah. part of it,
1: you're scared of offending people. Well, like, I, I bet some motherfucker out there is offended at Gandhi and Mother Teresa and some fucking angel. And it's like, you know, and it's like there's nothing you can do. Someone's always going to be offended. So you might as well just be yourself and find the people that do like you for who you are rather than the people that are going to be offended regardless.
0: Yeah. And I think like yeah. if you go back and listen to some of my first podcasts, I'm sitting there kind of trying to be quite professional and talk really well and try and kind of just hammer out points. But like, that's not me the whole time. Like I sit here and pause and have a real awkward silence when I'm thinking about things sometimes. As for myself as well, as like sometimes I don't know the point that I'm going to be making until mm. I get to it. Like I've been talking yeah. for like two minutes and I'm like, where the yeah. hell is this going in my head? Yeah. But through talking it out, actually I get to that point and I, I manage to create it. So that that, yeah. that creative process is fantastic for that. And I don't know how you feel about that. Like if there is a way that you can shortcut getting uh-huh. to being open and yeah. like bringing out all the aspects of yourself that you want to share or that you can share with the world other than just by putting in the time and doing the work and constantly reviewing what you've yeah. done and how it made you feel.
1: Yeah like you're asking if there's a shortcut to kind of get to this point where you crack through your
0: like i mean obviously there is a certain amount of work that needs to happen like if you were to give someone some tips yeah that were starting out even if it's kind of ways to think about how they do it rather than a Uh, shortcut i don't like that word
1: no no no. i i think because i like i told this to some of my friends i'm kind of like if if you want to discover who you really are like Cause a lot of people are camera shy. So they might be quite confident in real life, but then when a camera is on them, they get like really shy and really scared. And I'm like, okay, you gotta do this thing where like cause at one point I got really sick of being frightened by my camera. So I just left the camera on there for such a long time where I just kind of forgot about it. And eventually I was just being me in front of a camera. And when I saw the footage of me just like not giving a shit and not trying to present or anything, I'm like, oh okay, well that's me, that's who I really am. And when you really see yourself or who you are you kind of like know how to pinpoint that version of yourself again so you don't lose it mm-hmm. so I would say you know either just keep shooting yourself just like if you just talk to a camera like once a day for like 10 minutes like in the beginning it's going to get really awkward but over time you'll, you'll start to kill less and, less and less and less and less and less until it gets to a point where you on camera is pretty much the same as you without a camera and then I think at that point that's you. And I think a really good tell to know if you are being not authentic is if you start cringing at yourself, then chances are you're not being authentic. Because I think if you know you are authentic, even yourself, who is the worst judge of yourself, is not going to cringe because you know that's just a person, a human being expressing themselves at their core. And, you know, you you can't – it's hard to judge that. So, yeah, I would say something like that, just Mm. like, it's like video therapy, you know, Um, just keep shooting yourself until you're satisfied with who you are. Yeah,
0: Um, yeah, I like that, actually. I agree, and I think, like, for people that are starting out with something like this, it is that consistency and almost kind of holding yourself to a schedule, whether that's filming yourself every day or, like, putting out a podcast every every week. Like, when I was first, because I, initially, I edited my own podcasts to start with, and... Like for the first probably twenty or thirty, I just listened to it and I was like, "God, does my voice sound like that?" Are yeah, yeah. want to listen to me. But now actually, yeah, I know what my voice sounds like, and I'm I'm exactly. fine with it. But I thought yeah. it was horrible to start with.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think people will love themselves so much more once they're not cringing at their own voice and their face on camera. It's kind of like almost a process of self-love, where you accept yourself. Hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's almost, it's almost good therapy for everyone to do it just is, to, even yeah. if they're not putting it out
1: onto the internet. Oh no. And not at all. Well, I think if you put it out onto the internet, it's just like an extra layer. Cause I think sometimes you don't know if you're being you and like sometimes putting up you to the internet, the internet can kind of give you some feedback whether you like it or not. And I think it can probably accelerate the process as opposed to you just keeping it in the whole time. But having said that, maybe you'll get some really mean people and they'll say some mean things, you'll get really discouraged. So, you know, it's a bit of a gamble, but I think if that does happen, you just need to learn some more lessons, like people on the internet that troll you and leave nasty comments, they're just dealing with shit themselves, so there's no need to, like, get too caught up, but maybe some people won't get to that stage and they'll just get, like, really sad and get discouraged so Mm.
0: have you had some trolls yourself people that have
1: left mean comments about stuff that you've done yeah yeah yeah, for sure like not that many like luckily because i i think i I try to put out quite a lot of positivity so people don't you know hate on it as much but yeah but sometimes like people will leave like you know i'll I'll say one thing but then it'll get really misunderstood and people will be like oh how dare you and stuff like that and and sometimes if they seem reasonable i would you know, have a reasonable discussion with it maybe in the comment section but sometimes if they just kind of putting out spite and anger and you know it's not really your fault then I just kind of ignore it and move on because you don't want to dabble in that kind of energy because you'll just make you just continue being in that energy and just make everything worse mm.
0: and is that is that the approach that you've used the whole way through so even when you were starting out you had that kind of clarity of hey I'll just let this comment lie and it wouldn't affect you
1: yeah, well, I, I guess like prior to maybe doing my own videos, like if I posted stuff on my own, just personal Facebook, and you know, some friend is just trying to be all like smart about it, and we have a, like a long ass like common discussion, like you never feel good, you know, like even if you win or whatever, like you, you still don't feel good. and. After having a few of those, you kind of realize it's actually a better approach to just ignore stuff like that and, and just move on with your life rather than spending all this time trying to convince someone that doesn't want to be convinced. And to get to this point, it wasn't just through doing social media. I think just because, you know, I'm very into like, self-development and just like reading philosophies of many different people. So just through like a lot of learning, I guess, it also taught me that lesson, which I'm glad I could actually just apply to social media and, and see results straight away.
0: Is it one of the favorite lessons that you've learned through all your self-development?
1: I'd say like the most important thing is to just be authentically you. That I think that that's like if everyone can really know who they are and just be who they are, um, the whole world will naturally balance themselves. And I think the only reason the world is so out of balance is because people think they have to be a certain way to in society. So everyone is just fronting all the time and if you're fronting all the time then it's like it's like if you plant like an apple seed into the ground like you want that to grow into an apple seed but it's like because you you know you might need apple seeds for the bio balance of your farm or whatever but if that apple's like nah man like i can't be an apple like holy fuck now everyone's being oranges like oh you know and it grows into an orange you're like what the fuck man, like, I need you to be an apple. Like, we need this apple here in the world in this farm to make everything work. But everyone's, you know, maybe they're all born to be apples, but they're all fronting because the system is kind of like, oh, you should all be like, nine to five employees and be, you know, and be an orange, whatever, if this metaphor makes sense. So everyone's trying to be an orange. And then there's an over, like, saturation of oranges, and that's out of balance. And we need more apples to kind of balance out the whole world. So I think that everyone can be really figure out if they're an apple or an orange or a pear or watermelon or whatever like and do that then we're good <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: i know from myself is that i have been an orange like and and i've kind of stepped into that basket yeah. of this that metaphor is just getting more and more extended eh? that basket yeah, yeah. of oranges
1: <laughs> we actually yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. now i'm starting to uh to change more into an apple and I'm probably yeah. at the moment some weird hybrid mix of fruit that's all yeah, just yeah, sort of like yeah. a fruit salad there Beautiful. all rolled into one but yeah carry on the uh-huh. metaphor we've been training ourselves to act like oranges so to do what we think society expects from us and you yeah. say people should figure out who they are and I completely agree with that statement but yeah. like if you have been training yourself to fit into what society expects from you for so long one you end up really uncomfortable because you're not being true to yourself but also it's really really hard and uncomfortable to change as well because this is what you know over there is is not what you know even though it might align with you more as a person like how would you go about kind of taking the first steps from an orange to an apple
1: right you know, people go through like quarter-life prices and mid-life prices, and I think the main reason is because they're not living the life they really want to live. And if someone is going through it, like let's say if you have a quarter-life crisis, you're 25, I think, because the, the longer you stay an orange, the harder it is to change to an apple, let's say. But I think a lot of people at 25, they think, oh, you know, I've been doing this for so long, even though they're 25, they think that if they change now all their previous life experience has been wasted. You know, oh, I've gone to school and university and and bada-bang, bada-boom, um, therefore I should be doing this. And they kind of like almost dwell on the past into thinking this is how they should live in the present moment. But the thing is, if you're 25, you're really, really young. Like you can be 25, like you might you might live to 80 or 100. It's like you still have a lot of time with your life. So I think one thing people need to realize is like it's never too late to just change your life completely, it's like, and I think the other main reason is people are very um, afraid of other people's judgment, so if you're, like, been doing, like, 9 to 5 for ages, but then the next, uh, but, but, like, secretly, you want to be, like, a professional ballet dancer, like, all your friends and your colleagues are going to be, like, dude, what the fuck, like, this is so weird, and you're going to be so afraid of, like, that judgment from other people, and I think, because of the judgment, they don't do what they really want to do, and, you know, and and it's hard, and I think, like, I think a, a lot of people really value having like a group of friends and a family to, to, to call themselves home and, and feel protected. But I, I guess just like if you really have a dream and you want to do something, it's it's not easy. And the norm is to not do that thing. And every the norm is to fit in and just do a nine to five. So for the people that break out and try to do their dreams these days, I think it's getting better, but it's still very scary. It's only until maybe in the future where Everyone is trying to be more like entrepreneurial, you know, starting their own podcast, starting their own e commerce store. Where, when that sort of culture is normal, I think it's very easy for people to really jump into what they're really doing. But for now, I think that people want to change and they really need to ask themselves it's like, okay, well, I'm living this is my current life, but I want to live this other life. Why can't I do it? And they really need to ask themselves these questions. And if the answers that they get, are all just out of fear because it's like, oh maybe I'm not good enough maybe um, maybe I can't support myself maybe uh, maybe people will judge me then I think if those are the genuine reasons and I think it's not a good reason and it, it, it kind of like you owe it to your life and the creation of the universe for you to try to do what your soul is calling you and you know I I understand everyone is kind of at different points in their life you know maybe you have a family to support you have kids and stuff like that. But even so, you know, like it's like what Gary Vee says. It's like, you know, if you have a 9 to 5, after work, you can still work on your your own dream, your own project, you know, a little bit at a time until that takes over and you can kind of do that more full time. So yeah, I I don't know if that answered the question. I kind of just said a whole bunch of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's yeah. there's some good stuff in there, mate. and I mean Yeah. Yeah, for the people listening, that we actually met last Friday at the Gary Vee conference, which was cool, and kind of bumped into each other, and like, oh, do you want to do a podcast together? Yeah, Um, yeah. And that's how this eventuated, but I completely agree, I mean, I've been working on this podcast for, well, it's been publishing the podcast for two and a half years, so I've probably been working on it for closer to three outside of my job and it's just kind of something that's been a, a creative process and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and there's more more stuff happening around it over time yes. but it's that patience with it and it's kind of starting off small just with the, yeah. the first steps of hey I'm curious about this I might be it's, it's something that I might be interested in and yeah, I'll go yeah. and explore it and yeah. like if I'd, if I'd done it for a couple of months and then I'd looked at it and I'm like well actually it's not something that I'm enjoying, then it's something yeah. that I can stop and I can go and try something else. And exactly. the point yeah. that you made that it's never too late to change your life as well is as no, a, as it's a super valid one that the experiences that you have had so far, yeah. often we feel that they're going to be wasted if we yeah. go and change what we do or we, we go and do something different. But actually yeah. you'll take all of those experiences and you'll take those skills from what you're doing now and you'll be able to apply them to the next thing yeah maybe the expensive bit of paper that you have on the wall isn't it won't kind of fully align with this new stuff that you're doing yeah but all of the skills and all of the kind of human interaction that you've had in in that previous role or in in the previous stuff you were doing probably really applicable to the new stuff that you
1: do and that's like i don't even believe in like synchronicities and stuff like that and like (laughs) Things fall into pieces, but like Steve Jobs, you know, like one of his most famous quotes was like, "If you look back at the dots, they all connect," or something. Because um, you know, he, he went to uh, university and he went to like a typography class, and you know, like, how does typography relate to Steve Jobs being like a multi-millionaire seller of like phones and iPads and stuff? Well, because of he went to that typography class, he learned what good. You know, fonts look like and because he put those good fonts into Apple's design it made it stand out so much more than like boring old Microsoft or whatever out there and you know it's like you never know it's like you might learn this thing you might meet this person that you think is completely irrelevant but down the line all the dots connect and you know no experience is ever wasted you know I, I really believe everything happens for a reason so if you just go with your joy and let things kind of fall into place and be brave enough to act on it. I think you can't really go wrong.
0: And Tian, I think that brings us to an interesting point, mate, because over the yeah. weekend, you've been kind of struggling a little bit with your direction and yeah, doing yeah. a little bit of deep work about figuring that out. Are you happy to kind of share a little bit about some yeah, of the stuff yeah. that you've been working on over the weekend?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, well, like, I've been, like... For the past year and a bit, like most of my income has just come from like doing acting and like social media work, like making videos on social media. And with that, it's like, it's very unstable because you don't know when you'll get the next gig. I mean, the gigs pay pretty well, but it's like, you don't know when just like out of the ether, something is going to come. So it's kind of like jumping from island to island. And I was okay uh, until kind of like right now. Like, I mean, I bet even if I still keep at it, something probably will pop up, but just the anxiety of me trying to jump from an island to an island hoping the next island will come it's getting to a point where I really don't want that anymore and I want some sort of stability so right now with me I'm really trying to figure out a way to generate money or to make money that will fuel the artist in me to continue doing what my what the artist in me wants to do so yeah I mean like yesterday I kind of made a video just just talking about this whole thing and a lot of people gave me encouragement and ideas and stuff and I, I came up with a few ideas yesterday and i'm going to try do those and i think there's a high chance that i can make it work and, and and hopefully if that does work it will create a more like controllable source of income for me to sustain myself when i really yeah when i feel like i, I don't have enough to survive on just from doing purely an artist's work mm,
0: interesting that right? and yeah. i mean that had been something that had been kind of bubbling away for you for a while in the background like what brought it to a head yes over the weekend that made you kind of sit down and spend some time and make some decisions
1: around it well okay so i mean usually i keep my expenses pretty pretty low but this year i started taking way more acting classes which cost money and i actually got into um, an acting school in new york and i'll be going there next year for two months and that's expensive you know that's like a couple of grand and i'm like well okay if i want to go to that school i really need a make money and like well i think on sunday i paid just the deposit for that school and i was like holy fuck this deposit is like half my current bank account right now and this is like holy shit it's like if i want to move up my level as an actor I-, I need to invest more in myself as an actor and the only way i can invest in myself is if i have things to invest in myself you know in the form of money so and, and I think I, I always knew this was coming because maybe there was a part of me that was quite prideful that I'm like, oh, look at me, I'm an artist, you know, I really can just survive being an artist. And while I did survive for a really long time, just that anxiety feeling of like, oh, like, what if I don't get something? And, you know, they always say like, oh, just trust in the universe and it will come and you'll go with the flow. And I'm kind of like... Yeah, I mean, I can, but it would be so much better if one, I had one side, I'm doing an artist and I'm doing my thing. But then the other side, I have some sort of business or something kind of just stable for me just, you know, to feel the artist. And I think this will create a quite a good sustainable model rather than just being so rich, being an artist and hoping that will pay off. I think that's almost, it's too, it's like high risk, high reward. And I feel like it's not sustainable. And And I guess it took until now. To realize okay i really should do something now because this is i really don't like this feeling anymore
0: Mm. and i mean people will tell you that the universe is telling you things but is the universe not telling you to do this now rather than just go and act
1: well i mean i I wish i could just go and act but it's like you know like acting is like it's very like you know you wait for an audition you know great i've got an audition. you go for it you might not get it so it's like there's Mm. no guarantee in terms of income with acting I mean, that
0: might yeah. be something to say back to the people who, who tell you that the, the universe just wants you to act. And maybe it does, but maybe yeah. at the moment it wants you to act and do this other stuff as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's always like zero to hundred. Like I'm an actor, therefore I'll always be an actor. And if I do anything besides being an actor, I'm like, you know, causing a detriment to myself. You know, I think that's more the pride talking rather than what makes sense in the moment. And yeah, and I I don't think it's you're necessarily taking a step back by by saying oh I need to do something on the side. I think if anything, it's more of a a mature approach to pursuing your dreams rather than just going heads in. And you know, and and I'm sure some people it'll work for them. You know, maybe they're just like some sixteen year old. They're like I want to do actor, and then they get some Hollywood role, and you know, they get paid a million bucks. Like cool, good for them. But I think I guess for me, like. I guess I want my journey to be so down to earth that once I do become successful, I can tell anyone that they can replicate my journey. Because if I had some like super lucky break where I just suddenly became famous, then I can't exactly inspire other people to do the same because I'll know that it's not really me building up little things at a time to get there. It was like some huge lucky thing. And I feel like that kind of story would not inspire as many people as me you know, trying to be an artist and kind of like struggling and then figuring out through that struggle and and then kind of like re-energizing myself as an artist and then finally getting to that end goal. I think that would just create a more, you know, compelling story that will help more people.
0: Yeah, there's much more of a movie in that one, eh, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Quite
0: glad I'm in this situation now, actually, just to
1: figure out things yeah Yeah,
0: nice nice Tien I want to ask you a few questions mate that I ask everyone in the podcast the first is what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did and how did you get through it
1: uh last uncomfortable thing well I guess even today like my friend came over and he had an idea of like what we can do to collaborate and stuff and he's the type that just talks on and on and on and on and it's like I'm like mate I'm right here you can talk to me you know just like go on about this whole thing it's like you know I I got, like, really annoyed and, like, kind of really frustrated, and I wanted to say something to him in the moment, be like, dude, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't care, like, shut up, just get to the point kind of thing, but I don't want to be rude or hurt his feelings, so I just kind of let him talk. At the end of that conversation where he left, I I just felt really, like, angry and resentful, like, damn it, like, why did I let him talk on and on and on, and I really wanted to confront him about it, but obviously he was gone. So I, I ended up just sending him a Facebook message and saying like, hey man, like with as least like hostility as possible, like, hey man, like, you know, thanks for coming over and for this opportunity and stuff. But, you know, if you want to work together, like, you know, I really appreciate it if, you know, you could, you could get to the point faster and, you know, didi da 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 And yeah, and I was like really scared of sending him that because I'm like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't know, offend him and stuff like that. Because like, it, even though I'm, I'm quite straight up with stuff I say, I still really care about like kind of close friends and family and stuff and i really don't want to like hurt their feelings to the point where sometimes i end up hurting myself so for me to confront him was like quite uncomfortable and but when i did it he was like oh dude i totally understand 100 percent all good i was like oh you know that's a that's a load off my chest and Mm. yeah i guess it's confronting some guy yeah
0: definitely what's the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do and why is that uncomfortable for you
1: so i mean i i kind of figured that what i could do to monetize is i i can start because a a lot of times on my facebook i on social media i would post just kind of like life advice stuff and it's inspired and helped a lot of people and i noticed that when i actually talk to people generally i i end up like they're always like oh man i'm so motivated i'm so inspired i just want to get up and like do something and i'm like oh shit you know like i don't know what i said but it seems like i I can't have an, an impact on people to try and get them back on their lives so i'm like well if i'm doing this already anyway through my videos and everyday life you know i might as, might as well try to make a service out of it so i want to try potentially kind of start like a coaching thing where you know i can do like a call with someone and if they're struggling with you know i could help them with like social media or just like life direction in general like i think like i want to try to build a business around that like coaching and helping people which i which is something i've never done before so i'm gonna find it quite scary to kind of put myself out there and be like, hey. By the way, I'm gonna try start this thing. You know, I hope someone will like jump on and stuff like that. But well, I guess I have this whole plan for it, so I should be okay. But yeah, it is kind of scary, kind of stepping into this whole um, horizon and like starting a like a coaching business kind of thing. Mm, mm. Yeah, mate, I'll
0: be yeah. very interested to hear how you go with that, and I'm sure you'll. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you do great, but I'm sure it'll be super <laughs> uncomfortable as well.
1: Yeah, especially like my first guy. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, what is this time? It's a yeah. holy fuck. Am I good to do a good job yeah. yeah, I hope I don't fuck up this guy's <laughs> life.
0: In, I mean, we've talked a a lot around this kind of topic already, but do you have any other strategies that you use to approach uncomfortable situations?
1: Oh, I guess it has to depend on the strategy, but I I would say it's like, you know, I would ask myself, like, is the gain from like facing your fears and being courageous facing the situation more than the comfortability that you would get from not facing it? Because sometimes I think it's not worth it you know maybe it is a really uncomfortable situation that you really don't need to deal with because it doesn't really gain you that much um, and it's risky then I think maybe you shouldn't but if it's something that you really really want you know it's like there's that quote like magic is on the other side of fear or whatever like you have to really think okay well what's the best possible thing that could happen in this situation you know and what's the worst possible thing and if the worst thing isn't actually that bad and the, the good thing is a really good thing then I don't know. I think once you kind of convince yourself at that point, you'll be like, well, it kind of makes sense for me to do it. And you just got to pluck up the courage and just kind of like stumble through and stutter through and just try it until you get there. Because every time you, you get through something comfortable, it makes you more able to get through uncomfortable things in, in, in general. And the more you kind of practice that muscle, the, the stronger you get. Even if it's like little things, you can even train yourself to like face uncomfortable things. Like I used to do this thing where I would try to do something comfortable every day and it could be something really small, like for example, like I found my yoga teacher really intimidating, but I really wanted to know the song that was in yoga, but I was like, Oh my god, blah 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 But I was like, fuck it. I mean I was like that's stupid, you know, like why should I be why should I be scared? So I would just like, you know, pluck up the courage to, to, to ask my yoga teacher what the song was and it's kinda of like I like, okay, done and you know and then every day you can do something scary like that to kind of just train yourself to face fear.
0: Yeah mate. And <laughs> I mean that's that's what the podcast is all about as well as is, is training yourself to to get better at dealing with the uncomfortable. Tim, yeah. I've got actually I've got three questions left for you, mate. But yeah, I just yeah. want to say thank you so much for taking some time to sit down and have a chat with me. Thanks for connecting at the at the conference last week. And thank you as well for uh, helping and inspiring the people who are oranges currently <laughs> move towards becoming apples. I very much appreciate it and I'm sure that you'll you'll do well with your with your coaching, yeah. man first question for you should hopefully be reasonably easy. If people uh-huh. want to check out your stuff, if they want to find out more about you, what's the best yeah. way they can do that?
1: Oh, you can just find me on like Facebook, or Instagram. If you, um, well, my, my Facebook and my, it's like main man, TN Tan, So main man, T I A N T A N. That's me. Or you can email me 10 10 99 at gmail.com. That's fine too, but I should be pretty easy to find. Um, on cool. social. I'll link
0: that all up as well. Ten personal question yeah. for me, mate. Obviously, I sit down and interview people. I did one the other day where it was a yeah. video, and I was yeah. sweet when I was asking the question, so I was kind of moving my hands around. I was animated. Yeah. What should I do with my hands when the <gasps> other guy is talking well, uh, rather than just stand, sit here kind of awkwardly?
1: Well, if the other guy is talking, do you really need to do anything with your hands?
0: I don't know. I obviously haven't videoed myself enough.
1: What well, what do you normally do with your hands when you just talk with someone in, in real life?
0: Mm, good question. Yeah,
1: you should observe that next time and then you'll be like, okay, well this is natural. Or like I think it's like don't focus on yourself because the more you focus on yourself, the more self conscious you get. And this is something we, we learn in acting as well. So you just keep your attention on the other person and, and you don't and really listen to, to what they're saying, then you, you, you can't because you can't think about your hands and listen to the person like really well at the same time. So if you just focus on listening I feel like your hands will naturally gravitate to a comfortable position. Mm.
0: Yeah, good point. Very good point. I will take that and I will uh, share my next video with you, mate, so that you can see what my hands are doing. (laughs) Give me some pointers. Tien, last question for you. Do you Uh have a challenge to leave me and the listeners with this week?
1: Yeah, I was actually gonna trying to do this thing, like start this thing called like off my chest challenge. Hashtag off my chest. And like it's basically what I did in my video where I just spoke – to a camera of something that I was struggling with. Because I, I felt like I'd been holding in the struggle of me, you know, being an artist and not having an, a, a financial um, stability. And it wasn't until I just literally hold, held on my camera, you know, with no, like, tripods or lighting or anything, or just me talking to the camera for, like, four minutes, just kind of, like, spewing out everything that I was kind of holding back and all my worries and and fears. Just, just doing that made me... Feel so much better and just gave me so much clarity like without anyone commenting or messaging me or anything like that just the fact you being super vulnerable to a camera just saying like okay this is what i'm going through and i feel shit because of this reason and just like be as truthful and vulnerable as you can and don't try to front some image it will help i think people so much just to get it off their chest they'll just free up so much um negativity and, and stagnation in their um, in their system, so uh, if anything that they can do as a challenge is look at a camera, talk to it for as long as you want, just get off whatever it is you want to get off to your chest, and for a bonus challenge, put it on social media so people can like see you um, for who you are, and you might find surprising results where people are very supportive and will send you very lovely messages, and you might find uh, insights and ideas that you might not have otherwise, just kind of keeping it to yourself.
0: Mm. That's a great challenge, mate. And um, for those people that do it, make sure to tag me and tag Tien in it as well so um, so that we can see it and hopefully send you guys some messages as well.
1: Yeah, and if you post it and none of your friends comment, I will comment, okay? I got you, all right? You'll have one person commenting. Yeah, hashtag off my chest. You can tag me, tag Chris. We got you. Awesome. Tien, thank you so much for getting
0: uncomfortable with me today. There you have it, team. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tian today. I really liked his challenge, the Off My Chest challenge. I will be doing that. So head over to Uncomfortable is OK on Facebook to check out Off My Chest or Off the Chest challenge and see what's weighing on me at the moment. I really would encourage people as well to, to start recording, to start documenting stuff about their life. It's, it's really beneficial in terms of figuring out a little bit more about yourself. It isn't something that you need to put out on the internet, but video yourself, record some audio, just sit down and write in your journal as well. There's There's many ways to do it, and it's amazing with how some consistency you really figure out some stuff about yourself and about what you like. And it just, it as Tien says, it, it opens you up a little bit more when society wants to, to close you in and close you down. A couple of ways that you can support this podcast, the easiest is by hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast app. There are some weird algorithms, the more subscribers that we have, the more people end up seeing it, and it turns into a bit of a snowball effect. If you like what you heard, even if you don't like what you heard, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app as well, again, just helps with some visibility, or share it out on your socials, there are a lot of people that could benefit from from listening to TN today, so Would love it if you would share it out too. Just a reminder. The Uncomfortable Community is starting up. It's like a gym for your comfort zone. But one of those cool ones. Not the one where people come and pose in front of mirrors all the time. You're there with your mates. You're training to get better at getting out of your comfort zone. So you can take on challenges. And deal with the life. The uncomfortable stuff that life throws at you as well. So that'll be at theuncomfortablecommunity.com Thank you to Jylan. As always, mate, you are doing a sterling job editing the podcast and my amazing brother Jeremy Desmond for the Wicked theme music. But most of all, thank you guys for listening in all the way to the end. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with us today.